Welcome to the 105th edition of Make Pro Wrestling Majestic again. I am still your Majestic Champion of the World, Tiger Height. Jesus. I know. You just can't beat me right now. I know. You're on a roll. <laughs> and that is Peanut Gallery. So, we have three shows to cover. We're not doing Soapbox, and we're not doing Heckling. So, yes. boom. And then next week, we'll do Crockett Cup, and then we're all caught up. Yes. So. Let's start off with Battleground. Number one, two thumbs up show. This yeah. was an awesome show. I think every match was either good to absolutely excellent. Yep. But let's start off with this match, which was Wesley, Tyler Bate, Joe Gacy for the NXT North American Champion. It was a very good opener. It gets a one thumb up, absolutely. But how? Well, Wesley can't have a bad match. I'm sorry. And he can't. I mean, he really... <laughs> well, it's the same thing with Tyler Bate. Joe, right. Joe Gacy's kind of a mixed bag, but he really was great in yeah. this match. Um, everybody sort of felt like they belonged mm -hmm. within the context of this, so I was very happy about that. Yeah. And I think overall with the cardiac kick... Obviously, Wesley is still the champion. I wouldn't have done really anything different to make nope. this Majestic again. It just worked, and I thought it was a great opener to get people into it. Yeah. Noam Dar versus Dragon Lee for the NXT Heritage Cup. So, I would say it was a good match. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it a full thumbs up, but it was barely a full thumbs up. It was... It was missing a lot. <laughs> well, the issue is... That the whole thing as it regards to the Heritage Cup rules... It's, it's kind of weird. It, it's not It's not, not weird. They should have introduced it within NXT, like Without, on the regular right. show. Uh, because not everybody who is watching NXT UK watches now NXT right. and vice versa. Yeah. So you need to introduce this and maybe on not so much of a grand scale. Right. Also... Why bring back the Heritage Cup? Of all things that take from NXT UK... It's the Heritage Cup. Why bring back the Heritage Cup? Well, because Cup? that was the only thing that wasn't merged. <laughs> so there we go. I guess, but at the same time, if they wanted to do something here, make it into a title. Make it into something that just makes more sense instead of just this trophy. Because when I see a trophy, I click in my head... That whoever has this can cash it in or do something with it. Right. But they're treating it as like a title. Mm -hmm. And it's like you can't mix those two. Right. It's never worked. So right. it was it's unusual. But I thought overall Noam Dar and Dragon Lee did a good job of trying to keep the match interesting and moving forward. Yeah. But it was uh, a roll-up for the first fall for Noam Dar, and then it was a twisting thing, that's what I called it, I guess, for the fall for Dragon Lee. So it's 1-1, one, one, and it's best two out of three. Yep, so of course they have to do all three falls. Yes, um, and then there were shenanigans with Lash Legend, mm -hmm. another girl, and um, uh, Oro Mesa, and I really like the faction. I mm -hmm. really want to see how they follow up further with it. I mean, Dar had an NXT title match. Right. But it didn't mean anything for the most part. I kind of want to see him in bigger programs now mm -hmm. as it relates to this because he's like this leader of this faction. So might as well go all in with it. Yep. And see. They, they definitely need his factions because they lost a lot of good tag teams. They really did. So I think... Um, us having some sort of not only a male but female yeah. tag team is really a good thing yeah. overall. But yes, Noam Dart is still champion after the Gnome Roller, and there you go. Fun match overall. Oh my god. <laughs> Probably one of the best last man standing matches I've ever seen in NXT in yep. any era. This number one gets two thumbs oh, up. Oh yeah. Uh, Ilya Dragunov and Dijak in a last man standing match. That's the perfect match to what have last a, man standing match What for. a brutal, yep. fantastically written match. Yep. This is how you do a hardcore correctly. Yeah. These two attacking each other constantly, the brawls, and it's like, okay, you know what? We're putting you in the last man standing I wish it was a number one contenders match. I feel like some... I feel like I feel like it probably is, but just without the name. Right. I well, I think a benefit of that would give it more depth for a reason for these two to beat each other well, up. Well, again, it's probably implied. I guess. Um Ilya Dragunov and Dijak, I don't think can have a bad match. I think it's physically impossible. Yeah. Uh, Dijak has been in very rare matches, which is perfect for him. And every single match he's in, it's just great. Yeah. Absolutely great. Uh, Ilya, when he moved to NXT, 
it's definitely been on a different level as it relates to him as well. Yeah. And I, I was watching him in NXT, and I don't think he's been better since he's been here. So right. I'm overall just so stoked. Um, it was a flying elbow smash to um, Dijak's head with his head on the chair mm -hmm. multiple times for Ilya to win. What a great thing. Also, during the entrance, I really liked that Dijak told his wife and his kid, it's like, I don't want them watching this. You better leave. It's like, oh, yeah, you know this is going to be good. Uh, just fa fantastic. No way I could have made this more majestic. Like, there's seriously no way. Well, maybe the name. So, uh, for the NXT Tag Team Champions, Gallus taking on the Creed Brothers, it was okay. It was okay. This was one of the this was the weakest match out of all of them by a good portion. Well, again, NXT just lost a lot of good tag teams, so but at the same time, the the Gallus brothers just defended the NXT tag team champions on regular NXT. And this is why I always complain of title matches happening on random shows. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to pay-per-views where people will pay a lot more and you're going to be in bigger arenas for title matches, it doesn't hold the same weight. Right. And I have to complain for the same situation regarding the NXT champion. Well, I'll do that later. But it's just like it was a good match. Yeah. But the NXT tag team champions just have never looked weaker through nobody's right. fault. But it's just a painful experience when you see two or three title matches, you know, every two months. Yeah. And then this, how can you be invested in the tag team champions? Yeah. I want to see the tag team champions wait until the pay-per-view for them to defend the titles, yeah. you know? So, uh, you know, you can't go wrong with these two teams. But once again, we've seen this already for the most part. And it was um, Gallowgate for Gallus to retain Hooray. Um, and I would say very close to a full thumbs up, but I'm going to have to give it an Orange yep. Cassidy thumbs up. Oh, my God. Okay. So I always have a moan about Lyra Valkyria. And I don't think it's necessarily her fault, but just, just something there that's not clicking with me with her. But this was her best match oh, so absolutely. far in NXT. It gets two thumbs up. Tiffany Stratton, Lyra Valkyria, vacant NXT Women's Champion, God, does anybody have a better moonsault than, right. than Tiffany Stratton? Right. I mean, seriously, she hit that so that's perfect. The, that's the WWE training for you, though. But I, I think also there's motivation there with Tiffany. She's yeah. out there to prove because she did not come from a wrestling background. Right. She was one of the first... I think she was an NIL. Yeah, I, I think could, so. I'm, I not, be, I'm not 100%. It's either, it's either she was one of those recruits from college before the NIL program or she was an NIL but god she just she just took this amazingly mm -hmm. like geez if she just didn't sound like such a valley girl my god the sky is the limit can we please have a manager like god <laughs> well you see I you know she looks the part and she looks like she would have a deeper you know maybe not like the deep deep voice but you know something with a little more oomph like camille yeah. does camille's a perfect example but as soon as she starts talking it's like she sucked in helium before going out there it's like god stop sounding like such like the most stereotypical like brat girl right it's just so unfortunate but oh. they gave this plenty of time there were the Pinfalls back and forth were amazingly done, and good lord, that moonsault. But yes, uh, Tiffany Stratton is the new NXT Women's Champion. She had a little title celebration after this where I was just like cringing over her voice. Um, there will be a battle royal to determine the next number one contender for Hooray. the NXT Women's Champion uh, in two days from now. Right. So hopefully they can wait for a bigger show like a big NXT special. Well, they're or, doing Great American Bash here next month. So. Oh, well, then there you go. We'll just wait until Great American Bash, build a rivalry around it, and call it a day. Yep. And you see, it's really not all that hard. And finally, the main event, good Lord, Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker for the NXT champion. Two thumbs up. Yep. Braun Breaker is on another level. Like, yeah. What can you say about him? He was really good as a babyface. Yep. But then he turns heel, and then he just got better. Yeah. Like, what the hell? 
I don't get it. Uh, uh, Kurt, evolution of character, I guess. Evolution of character, but once again, you pointed it out. Look where they are. Look at the program. And look at the results. Yeah. Not just for him, but for Carmelo. Yeah. It's like, I mean, wrestling has more than just the actual wrestling. You need character. And yeah. Braun Breaker being a heel here, look at him. He's knocking it out of the park yeah. every single week. And Carmelo Hayes being this tweener with, you know, um, uh, Trick Williams yeah. and their promo work and their stuff and their presence. It's like that's champion material. Right. But that's not where they started. Right. Look at the difference yeah. in the wrestling, in the quality. Jeez, man, NXT is on a on a roll right now. Yep. They've been getting really they've been hitting good numbers. They're I mean, they're almost hitting dynamite numbers, which is incredibly impressive. And look at the results of right. what we're seeing from everybody involved now with this new NXT. They had some growing pains there with um, the Nickelodeon era, but I think we're back with this new crisp black and well, this golden white era. And I'm excited to see what they do for the future right. of this. I wouldn't have made, I couldn't have made this any more majestic. Yep. A great ending to a great, well-paced show that felt important. And I'm very excited to see what they do with Great American Bash. Anything to add, Pina Gallery? Nope. All right. So when we come back, we gotta rip the bandaid off. Talk we're, about double or nothing. We're talking about double or nothing.
So we are back, and unfortunately, we gotta rip the bandaid. We gotta rip the bandaid off. It is double or nothing. Double or nothing. All right, let's start with the uh, blackjack casino battle royale, whatever you want to call it. This was just abysmal. Like what? And so, number one, I learned today that Tony Khan played a large role in the the in the construction of this match, and I'm not. It was a mess. It was a mess. Absolutely. They started out on the outside of the ring, and then they go to the inside of the ring. Doesn't that sound oddly familiar? And it sounds like he's taken a, 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 a playbook out of uh, Mr. Vince Russo. Yeah, th- this literally was the reverse battle royal. I mean, the ending was fine because I guess Swerve Strickland is getting another international champion match. Oh, great. Um. At least he's good. At least, I mean, maybe he will beat Orange Cassidy and finally win this stupid belt off of him and maybe make it somewhat relevant. God. I mean, I, I just don't know what to say about it. It's sad. Uh, Big Bill, Penta El Cerro Mirado, Orange Cassidy, and Horse Strickland were the final four. And I didn't like I didn't like the performance of most of them. I mean, Big Bill's just, I don't know, he's kind of clunky. But um, once again, he was Penta, doing he was doing he was doing just fine in Impact Wrestling. Yeah. But then he goes here. It's motivation, right? He's not motivated right. with uh, AEW. Yeah, I mean he's sitting he's sitting there in this big match in this big cinematic match with the Hardys, and he's sucking on a lollipop. Do you really think he's taking this company seriously? Anyways, who won? Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Won. He's still the champion. Good lord. Oh my oh, god! Talk about this one. This was a mess of a match. Oh, so number one, the battle royal gets an Orange Cassidy, ironically, thumbs down. There were parts, <laughs> there were parts of it that I really did like. It was, it was better than a lot of battle royals that they've done in the past, but it still wasn't good. Right. Um. But this gets two thumbs down. This was a mess of a match. Sabu was barely involved. I think he threw a couple of chairs, ran off the Jericho Appreciation Society, and we didn't see him one iota after that. Right. It was kind of weird. He did this like, oh, I'm going to get on the top rope and just flop on the table. I'm like, God, please, for the love of God, this guy looks ancient. Yeah. Just ancient. It's like, why? Also, why was this the first match on the card? Or well, the second, second match, match on the card. Beats the hell out of me. It's an unsanctioned match, right? But whatever, you know, this it's, is just there. It's so, it was so dumb. At least the right person won. That's true. It, it really is. But once again, who really cares? Nobody. Uh, Britt Brit Baker got involved slightly with it, but Adam Cole won with multiple punches. Jericho couldn't defend himself, and yeah. that was it. AEW has had unsanctioned matches done so right. In the past. In the past. This is was the worst unsanctioned match in By AEW a history. mile. I mean, hell, Dr. Britt Baker and um, Thunder Rosa had one of the best unsanctioned matches I've ever seen. Right. Because it's about presentation. Yeah. And usually what they did was is that they cut the lights and they bring them back up. It's signaling. It's, it's part of the experience right. of... The show is over. Yeah. This is not part of the show. And that's why unsanctioned matches in the main event work. Oh, right. This could have been done probably a lot better on Dynamite. Why did or, this have to take up time? Or, or it could have been a different type of match, like an Extreme Rules match. You had you have one of the fathers of the Extreme Rules match. Right. You have literally Sabu there to have it. Might as well do... A hardcore match or right. a steel cage match or I don't think something. a steel cage match would have worked, but a hardcore match, definitely. Well, because it, this was a hardcore match. They just mislabeled it. This yeah. is a mislabeled match. It was. Because you did not get that emotion that no. other unsanctioned matches did. Why? Because it's in the middle of the show. Right. And it just was there. Like, right. seriously. All right. Anyways, on to the next one. <sighs> uh, oh, who F- won that match? Oh, Adam, um, Adam Cole won with multiple punches. Two thumbs down. Okay. So, uh, FTR and Jeff Jarrett, uh, Jay Lethal. God, I hate this team with all of my passion. Jeff. Although FTR did pretty well. Because FTR is awesome. That's true. Um, Mark Briscoe is just there. Yeah, I know. He was just there. It was it was a nothing sandwich. But once again, they want 
some way to bring up yet again another dead wrestler. I mean, they have Owen Hart and Fight Forever. I'm going to give it one thumb down. I'm going to give it, yeah, full thumbs down. It just, this was the it, weakest FTR title defense that I have seen. Well, it's because of who they're facing, and it's because of who else is in the match. It's because of, oh my God, we have to bring up Jay Briscoe every 10 seconds because fuck. And, you know, it's like, and then Jeff Jarrett is there. It's like, he's, this is not oh nepotism God. at all. Then Karen Jarrett was there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then, and then Aubrey Edwards getting hit with the guitar during the show. Her selling sucks. And now it looks like they're going to be doing – I am not kidding you. This is what they're doing. A match between Aubrey Edwards. No, no. Or... Um, no, a mixed tag team match. Yeah. It's going to be Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett versus Mark Briscoe and Aubrey Edwards. Yeah, I, I heard those rumors as well. It wasn't didn't – Aubrey didn't Aubrey Edwards say once that she didn't want to be part of the spotlight? It, you know, she – just wants to make herself part of the spotlight. That's just her mo. This whole company is just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's run by insane people. I mean, this—I <laughs> hope you guys know that. I am so glad we did not go to this live. I would have been pissed off. I would have asked for a refund. Like seriously, we—we <laughs> yeah. we live thirty minutes away from this arena. We could have gone home, right? And I didn't even want to go. God, uh, um, it was big rig for FTR the win. At least the right team won. Yes. At the very least, they keep the titles on the right people. All right, let's move on to Wardlow and Cage in a ladder match. Uh, mm. uh, that was kind of... Orange Cassidy, thumbs down. There were some things I did like. Um, Wardlow should not be doing top of the ladder stuff. He totally missed Luchasaurus, yeah. and it looked like it hurt. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Also, Christian Cage... I, I'm kind of digging the presentation that he's doing here with like the whole turtleneck thing, but people chanting turtleneck throughout the whole match kind of took me out of the match. Yeah. Um, it was kind of annoying, but anyways. Um, this, otherwise, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't something to write home about. No, but uh, it, this this probably would have been better if they changed the match stipulation. Yep. Like, why a ladder match of all matches? I mean, it's like, oh, Christian was you did the whole thing with the ladder match. Blah blah blah. Who cares? Right. <laughs> also, by the way, during that triangle ladder match and the TLC match, Edge and Christian's weapon was not the ladder. No, it was, it the, was chairs. the chairs. So maybe make it a chairs match. It probably would have made more sense. But anyways, they but don't that make would have been sense. stupid. Uh, yeah, uh, Wardlow obviously won with a power bomb. He climbed it. It was a little bit botchy, but I said it was fine. There were yeah, some parts. It, that, it wasn't something that was offensive, like egregious. Right. Um, it should have been Luchasaurus. It probably would have made more sense if it was Luchasaurus. Yeah, but you know, whatever. <laughs> they need. They needed. They needed the ex WWE guy in it. Yeah. It's, it's embarrassing. So, okay. Um, okay, this, so okay. context, Hater was already hurt, so that's why the match was so short. Yes, um, Tony Storm, Jamie Hater for the Women's World Champion. I'm going to give it an Orange Cassidy thumbs up. So the interference from um, the Outcast was absolutely disgraceful. It was embarrassing. These people know better. <laughs> right. Um, but I thought Tony Storm worked around the Jamie Hater injury quite well. Yeah. Um, but she is a good wrestler. There is good there, but she's just – they don't care. Right. How they can, just don't care. Right. They're there for the paycheck, and they know that they can get a job anywhere, but – They're here because daddy's, because daddy's money. Right. Because daddy is a billionaire. Like, right. seriously. But Tony – The outcast has just never cared about being in the company. But Jamie – They're ex-WWE guys. They can easily go back to the E if they wanted to. Right. <laughs> um, well, maybe not Soraya. Right. Because they, they, were, they would not, they, they are not going to clear her for shit. And it's probably a good thing because apparently she's been having some nerve issues. Jesus which is absolutely Good job. Good job there, Soraya. Was it really worth it? Is it really worth it? I mean, you're going to be Dynamite Kid by the time you're his right. age if you're going to continue this. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jamie Hayter did work around her own injury yeah. well, too. I thought her selling was pretty good. Yeah. Um, she did some stuff that I really did like, yep. and if it wasn't with the injury, this probably would have been a tremendous match. Yeah. I mean, because but, both of these girls know, are good. It's, it's just an injury. That's it. Yep. Uh, Storm Zero for Tony Storm to win. Good for Jamie Hayter to sort of work her way through it. Obviously, yep. uh, she had some doctor look at it and say, yeah, you, you probably get through this match, but after that, you're pretty much not going to be wrestling for right. a while. Anyways, moving on to the next match, six-man tag. Yes, um, this should have been booked. This should have been promoted as House of Black versus The Acclaimed because it would have, number one, made more sense. Yeah. Uh, because The Acclaimed were already going for the titles. Everybody knew yeah. who they were facing. Uh, this should have been on the buy-in because, at the very least, then people would actually watch the buy-in. Yeah. 
Um, except for Jeff Hardy botching horribly and Matt Hardy saying that that was intentional. No, it wasn't. Because it's too dangerous. Right. Or it's either he slipped and he looks old and dumb, or he is an idiot. Right. So. But anyways, pretty typical whatever match. It was It was fine. It, yeah. was, an, it was a fine match. Um, obviously, the House of Black won. I feel like they kind of missed the opportunity there with the Acclaim, but once again, they do that again. Yeah. They, the Acclaim had all the momentum yep. going into this match, and I think it would have been a good feel-good moment for everybody if the Acclaim yeah, won. But, you know, but they just got off their tag team title run, so... And then they're doing nothing. And right. watch this. They're going to go back to doing nothing on Rampage right. until Rampage is closed down. Uh, but it was the blackout for the House of Black to retain the champions. I'm gonna whoop de doo. Mm, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna give an Orange Cassidy thumbs down overall. Yeah. Okay, so there are a lot of problems with this. Number one, uh, Jade Cargill and Taya Valkyrie for the AWTBS champion. That no, no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> they already had this match. We this all, ship has sailed. Right. We already had this match. Um, Taya Valkyrie already looks at like an absolute nothing sandwich on AEW yep. anyway, so she gets another opportunity. Why? Because reasons. Because reasons, exactly. Um, they they buried her. Yeah. Like she's it. Uh, now I understand the whole like the whole thing about coming out with her old sorority, but Jade Cargill doing that dance really hurt her legitimacy. Like it was really dumb yeah like come out with this song have them like dance behind her but she needs to look like a badass yeah. instead of doing a choreographed dance but whatever <laughs> like, like seriously i know it's like, uh... it's like kane doing a choreographed dance now um the match that should have happened happened after yeah which was um uh chris statlander coming back biggest pop of the night by the way yeah um, beating beating Jade becoming the new TBS champion. It should have it should have been TBS champion open challenge. Who's gonna challenge? We've beaten everybody. Boom. Salander's music plays. We have a proper match. Yeah. But boom, we hit the um. Oh god, what's her thing called? Uh, the uh, cradle tombstone for Satlander to win. Big feel good moment. That should have been the match. This should have never happened. No. Because. Not only because number one, another one jaded boom, Ty is dead. Like she's dead in the water. Yeah. She couldn't beat somebody at she could not beat somebody with full health that somebody who just came back from injury after a match beat. Right. How so, that how does that happen? I, I don't know. It's absolutely pathetic. Like I mean, seriously. Oh my god. And also Ty Valkyrie hit the road to Valhalla and Jade Cargill kicked out. It's like, okay, so you just proved to me that Jade Cargill does your finisher better than you. Right. Congratulations. You just ruined a potentially big star there. Yep. I mean, she is. She should just go back to Mexico at this point. Yep. Four Pillars. This was a much better match than I thought it was going to be. Yes. I'm going to give it a full thumbs up. Yes, it was. Uh, uh, it beat my expectations. Let's put it that way. Oh, it absolutely did. Uh, I like the pacing. I really like the timing. Uh, congratulations to Sammy and Ty yeah. for the announcement. Obviously, I may not like you, but obviously I'm not going to be mean. <laughs> right. Um, you know, Jack Perry was very good. Darby Allen, I just feel like, was there. He, he just, just, yeah. I mean, he was picking up wins, but it's like he was wearing stilts on, <laughs> like, on, uh, uh, right. on that Wednesday. But yes, it was just embarrassing. It was a side headlock takedown for obviously Darby Allen to eat the pin for MJF to retain. Yep. Um, the right much... the right person ate the pin for MJF. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it was either going to be that or Sammy Guevara because obviously with the announcement, he, right. I don't know how long Sammy Guevara is going to be around for. Is he right. going to be out for paternity leave? Uh, Probably. Knows? Because I mean, it's Tony Khan. He wants to look good in front of everybody. And now we get to Anarchy in the Arena with Blackface. Yay! Here's the thing. Okay, okay. Now, I want to make this as a point. I want any AEW moron who is defending this saying, Oh, it wasn't Blackface. I, I want you to think of that same energy if WWE did the exact same thing. Right. The exact same thing. I can guarantee to you that you would have said and called out blackface and being racist if it was on WWE television. Oh, absolutely. And because I know that, I'm not going to let you just say, oh, no, it wasn't blackface. I know it wasn't blackface. I just know what it would have been if it was on the other show. Right. That's it. 
he just had his face uh, number one part of it was a mask right um the singing was getting incredibly cringe yep um so the young bucks kicking him was actually a good thing people popped i liked it yeah um i thought it was an okay anarchy that's all right um i liked the original the best yeah. which because they used the whole um stadium the whole nfl stadium that's attached to dailies right to do that anarchy in the arena they went all out with it this one just kind of felt like a like a brawl yeah it just didn't have that same oomph well, I want it wasn't it wasn't as produced because of course we're no longer in the covid times but, but you could have had something like true. this you could have had something fun we have a whole ass stadium that's probably doing nothing right what if they did the anarchy in the arena in there right but, what if they would have i mean that would have been better instead of around the people because they're, then they're right. eliminating themselves on what they can do right and I feel like they just missed that. Anarchy in the Arena is like the cinematic match in the Broken Hardy cinematic universe. Right. It has to be overproduced at this point because you already set the expectation to there. Right. Anything that's not here is going to be lame. Right. So, like, seriously. Yeah. Now, if you said, oh, it's going to. Now, this should have been the unsanctioned match. Yeah. If they were going to do the unsanctioned, this should have been the unsanctioned, right. you know? Um, it was fine. It was a car. It was a total car crash match, which obviously what Anarchy in the Arena was going to be. Yeah, it was the expectation. Yep, and obviously it was a screwdriver and seatbelt for the Blackpool Combat Club to win. I'm surprised about that. Yeah. I'm assuming that because most of these guys over here are going to be joining Papa H. Yeah, maybe. Who that's, knows? What, that's what I'm hearing. So. Uh, that was Double or Nothing, just a weird show that didn't sell out, and yeah. it looked like absolute crap, and I'm so glad I didn't go. Um, I like the I like the stage, but I kind of like that visual stuff. You know, it's kind of neat. But uh, that was uh, Double or Nothing. All right. Well, when we come back, Dominion. Yep.
Okay, we are back, and let's talk about our final show, which was Dominion. With our first match, Lance Archer taking on Will Ospreay to determine the number one contender for the United States champion. I am... Will Ospreay, before he returned, really expressed how he might have to change his in-ring style, mm -hmm. and he really didn't, no. and that worries me, because mm -hmm. if already he's saying that he might need to change it if you're gonna change it just change it right you're a heavyweight now you don't have to do the flippies and dives and shit right. anymore you know um but archer looking like a badass still yeah and i thought the um, match i know that archer is also injured which is why he didn't win the match oh he's he's injured too i think so i think, oh. he's, I think he's i think he's actively working through an injury but I think he's taking some time off after this. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I mean, if he's injured. I mean, if you're injured, you're injured, you know? Right. Um, it was four hidden blades for Osprey to win. You know that his match with Omega is going to be great. And it's going to be at and um, Archer, Forbidden Door, I think. Yep. And Archer looks, still looked like a monster. Yeah. He still looked like a badass yeah. because it took four hidden blades to keep him right. down. So, at the very least, they kept him looking strong despite him losing. And also, I did like the show of respect from both of them. I thought that was neat. Uh, so it is five, just five guys. Well, you know, so four, four, four of, of them. Just five guys versus Los uh, Ingramenables de Japón. Yes. Eh, it was a fun match, but at the same time, it's it's a six. It's an eight man tag. Right. What can you do it was with just it? There. Now I do like that they are um, that they showed more Titan and they showed more Bushi. Yeah. They high they're highlighting some of the, maybe the weaker members of Lij or right. ones that haven't been appearing need, as you much. Don't, you don't need to highlight Shingo Takagi or Tetsuya Naito. Right. Exactly. The, the, save those for the big boy matches that are inevitably going to come down the road. Right. Um. It was a modified California Dream from Titan, which I like because I think they're really starting to groom him to be the next uh, contender mm -hmm. for the title, uh, except he's a part of the same faction. But they've done factions before. So it was a fun match. Yep. Mm, I'm going to give it an Orange Cassidy thumbs up. Oh, in the last match, same thing, Orange Cassidy thumbs up. For the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, the Intergalactic Jet Setters taking on Catch 2-2. Two and two. Yep. Orange Cassidy thumbs yep. up. Um, because this was a really weird it was flip. It was a weird match. Well, it was weird because the trendsetters, not, they won the titles not too long ago. Right, and that was kind of weird. Well, they had to change it because I think, um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was uh, Francisco Akira got cut really, really bad. Ah. So they had to sort of change up things. Because remember, Japan doesn't usually like blood like right. at all. But overall, I thought the match was fine. You know, it's, it's a junior heavyweight tag team right. champion match. You know, high-paced. It was fine. Uh, they showcased the younger talent. Yep. So that's Akira and Kevin Knight, who I am really liking overall. Uh, I do like the uh, intergalactic trendsetter move where um, Kushida just sort of like springs yeah. um, uh, Kevin Knight around. I thought that, I think that's really funny. But it was a double knees for catch two and two to win. What I did like, though, was Clark Connors coming out. Yeah. And then Dan Maloney, who was with catch two and two, attack catch two and two and join Bullet Club. That was cool. Yeah. It's like, okay, now we're starting to see. I'm going to really talk about it during the David Finlay match. But I'm like, okay, we have already now established next contenders right here. Right. And I am all for pushing younger um, talent. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm uber stoked about that. For the IW or for the NJPW World Television Champion, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Jeff Cobb, it gets a thumbs up. Oh, this yeah. was a very good match. It was. I like their other match better, though. Oh, yeah. But um, um, Zack Sabre Jr. just killing it with making sure this title looks as legit as possible. Oh, absolutely. As quickly as possible. And, you know, Jeff Cobb still looked really strong yeah. at the end of the day because, I mean, this almost went to time limit. I think they only they had, like, a minute left. Yeah. And it was a Tour of the Islands counter into a crucifix pin, and it was a barely three count, yeah. too. It's just like... Whoever is booking this television champion is doing such a great job right. with making sure that it's staying active and legitimate. Right. Um, but here's the other issue is that Sabre Jr. defended this title two other times before this. He defended it uh, Ring of Honor, mm -hmm. and he defended it on Rampage, yep. and then he's defending it here. I, 
Once again, I don't like it, but at the very least, his matches are consistent. Yeah. And as and long as consistently good. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're good, why take the title off right. of him yet? Right. Now, eventually, he's going to have to, and it's probably going to be against Jeff Cobb. Yeah. But, I mean, so far, so good with the television champion. You know, if, if I'm going to continue to cheer for the television champion, then obviously they're doing a good job with yeah. it. Despite me not liking the design, because it looks weird. For both IWGP and New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team Champions, we have House of Torture, United Empire, and Bishamon. This gets a thumbs up. Yeah. I really like this tag team match. match. Um, Bishamon just continuing to be a great team. Yeah. Um, I'm not... 100% on the United Empire pairing. I like Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb yeah, more. I like, I like their team more than Aaron Hinare. And I like, don't get me wrong, I like Aaron Hinare, but I'm just not exposed to him as much. Yeah. And I've been, and I really like the contrast between uh, Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb. And the House of Torture are getting a lot better with mm -hmm. everything that they're doing. It's not as much. Yeah. And they're working. They're they're working smart yes. here. So at the very least, they sort of tone down the interferences and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. And I I just thought this was a great match. I think uh, this is kind of where House of Torture needs to be. I think Evil should still stay in main event personally. Yeah, but he's he's been out of main event for so long that I don't even remember him being in the main event scene. <laughs> I know, and I think that's an issue. I think we should keep with uh, Dick Togo. Um, Yujiro Takahashi show. I think they should stay within the tag division, and then Evil. I think I don't think there's another heavyweight that is part of House of Torture. I don't, I don't remember. I think that's probably why Evil is in this match. Yeah. But I feel like if they really wanted to do this, I would have pulled the trigger on putting the titles on the House of Torture if they're really going to promote them. But I think. Bishamon right now is the safest bet. Yeah, that it is. And because you know that they're not going to be going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, I don't think any of these guys are, but still, yeah. I think Bishamon are. I mean, Anyways, they're doing great. But anyway, it was um, it was Shoto for obviously them to win, and Yujiro was the one who ate the pin. Okay, now, oh no, um, I totally forgot. So on the previous match, I'm sorry, I have to go back. Uh, we had some debuts. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you remember the debuts here. So it was the Bullet Club War Dogs, which is Alex Colin and Gabriel Kidd attack yeah. Bishamon and joining Bullet Club. Yeah, there are a lot of Bullet Club joins this uh, this time around. Yep, and I wanted to talk about it with this match because I think this is a real showcase on them reviving Bullet Club. Yeah. This is exactly what Bullet Club needed yeah. right now. So, David Finlay versus El Fantasmo for the Never Openweight Champion. Storyline, the aggression. I think and this after, was the strongest storyline going into the going into Dominion as yeah, well. And they played on this so great. I mean, I don't know how it took them this long to figure it out, but my God, they are booking David Finlay perfectly right now. He looks like a badass. Yeah. He looks like a leader, and his entire motivation is to get Bullet Club back to prominence. And him with a dominant victory over El Fantasmo just puts the icing on the cake towards that motivation. And seeing all of this new Bullet Club together, it feels fresh. Yeah, it, does. it feels new, and all of them have the same aggression. Yeah. And I think that's what's important right now. And I'm like, they just expanded Bullet Club for another 10 years with this. Right. All new people and new motivations, and it's just great. But yes, it was the um, it was the uh, uh, brain buster on the knee after a powerbomb, just like uh, Tamatanga yeah. for David Finlay to retain. Uh, El Fantasmo did not look weak in defeat because he really put on a good showing here. But right now, it's David Finlay's time. Um, by the way, I'm not sure if anybody else realized this, but it was very apparent here. Why does El Fantasmo look like Logan Paul? I don't know. <laughs> like, he really does. So, um, but they did announce, I think at this point, of who is going to be in, in, the, the, G1. in the G1 Climax. 
there were some very notable people within this. Um, everybody's a heavy hitter. Yeah. Uh, we had Eddie Kingston. Yeah. And then we have a guy from All Japan. Uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. Oh, Pro Wrestling Noah. And that one was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I think he's actually the GHC heavyweight champion. Oh. Um, Kaito. He's the one who um, got his right. ass kicked by Okada. So, so the, and then you have all of your usual suspects yep. too. It's one of the strongest G ones I've yeah. seen in a while. I was hoping for someone from Impact, but you never know. But you know, it, it is what it is. Oh yeah, well they they did it a couple of times. Yeah. I, maybe some more inclusion. I mean, you have like Toro Yano to eat all the pins, yeah. so some people with some momentum <laughs> can get true. that. All but, right. Anyways, moving on to the next match. For the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, Hiromu Takahashi and Master Wado, this match was great. It was. Two thumbs up. Yep. Uh, Jesus. Uh, Master Wado really put his all yeah. into this match. Just, I don't like the name, but my God, this guy is very good. Yeah. And he's a young lion. You know, he's, he's still new within this system. Mm -hmm. He's going to win this title at some point in time. I, I just don't know why they're so... So, they're, they've always been conservative. Yeah. Like, New Japan has always been a very conservative yeah. sort of thing. But I think what they did here and with the world title is that they're testing the waters for the new generation. Yeah, they are. Um, so, a lot of this was obvious because Dontaku is one of their bigger... Oh, I'm sorry, Dominion. Dominion yeah, is their... their bigger shows. I think it's second biggest is Dominion. So... I would see this, a lot of this changing of the guard. I wouldn't be surprised if they waited until Wrestle Kingdom to do it. But never know. it was time bomb to four Hiromu to win. There were a couple of big moves that were really big kickouts, and Hiromu really put over Master Wado well. This is just how you do this, where nobody looks weak, everybody looks great, and you don't lose that prestige. So let's talk about this. There was a lot of working parts. Chaos. Uh, Kazuchi Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroshi Tanahashi defending the never openweight six-man tag team champions against John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, and Shota Unimo. This is kind of weird. What? Uh, just, just the makeup of the teams involved in this match. Well, I, I think they, I think the commentary really explained it well that Shota is with Blackpool Combat Club because of the association with John Moxley, and Claudio Castagnoli. This was the first time that he's been in Japan. Since he was wrestling with Kings of Pro Wrestling with Chris Hero. Right. So it's been a long time since Claudio wrestled in Japan. Um, I kind of wish I saw more of the Kazuchika Okada being a brat. Yeah. Um, thing that I really liked about the team before. But uh, I think they are really sort of doing that. You know, it was a good match. It was a one thumb up good match. Um, and then putting the never openweight six man tag team champions on this pedestal is good because yeah, it, it, it needed it yes um it but i mean there are some heavy editors there are some main eventers within this match yep. and people that they really really like That's probably why it's on the card where it was at because of the people who were involved in this match right um but it was a rainmaker for the win but after it we have brian danielson challenging kazuchika okada to a match for forbidden door yep and okada accepted Jesus, that's going to be an awesome match. Yeah. Um, I am really excited about that. Now, maybe it probably would have been a better fit at, I don't know, Wrestle Kingdom, but that's just me. Eh, it's whatever. It's fine. Uh, Forbidden Door, it's still going to be a great show. Yeah. I really like Forbidden Door. So, main event time. This was the ultimate test. Sonata versus Yota Tasuji for the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. I have not seen a Tazuji match before this. No, neither have I. I want to see more. Yes. This guy, number one, he is really tall. Yep. And also, he is deceivingly very fast. Yeah. And geez, he was doing moonsaults and flying over the ropes. I'm like, whoa, I have no idea where this was coming from. And his shit-eating grin is just my favorite thing now. I mean, God, this guy has some chompers. He... he <laughs> My God, I mean, he gives Tony Robbins a run for his money for those teeth. Good <laughs> Lord. Um, this was absolutely phenomenal. It was. A fantastic. It was a fantastic match. Oh, God. Two thumbs up, by yeah. the way. Um, Sonata obviously won with the, uh, oh, God, what's his finisher called? Downfall. So, downfall, bam. Um, I really like the play with um, LIJ yep. and um, Yota, where he was smiling 
after the match, but LIJ did not help him. Yeah. And it's like, I want to know why they didn't, because he officially joined them during the press conference. Right. So uh, that was awesome. Now, the one thing that I'm not a big fan of, and I think it's because the G1 is going to be starting here, I think like next week, yeah. is that there was no definitive challenger for Sonata next. Yeah, there wasn't, but... I think it's obviously because G1 is yeah. happening, and Sonata is involved in G1, so he's going to be focused on G1. Right. So, But both of these guys are in G1, and now that's what we're looking forward to next. Well, we're probably not covering it, depending on the card, but... That's about it. That was Dominion. Woo! All right, next week, we're, Crockett Cup. It's only Crockett Cup. We're focusing on Crockett Cup, and because there are no pay-per-views after, we're going to be all caught up. Uh, we were planning on doing this next week, but Peanut Gallery's like, I want to get this done. It's on. You know, we're going to have the show. Let's rip the Band-Aid. I'm like, okay, we'll do it. So if you enjoyed this, remember to like, follow, subscribe, share it with your friends, become a patron, follow us on all of our social media links, and as always, be majestic.